First of all, a little hat tip to Michael Barron for these stats. In his first five games with the Mets, Jay Bruce went four for 20. Two of those hits were home runs. He's one for seven with runners in scoring position. And he was thrown out at the plate to end a game. Yep, he's a Mets all right. Mets Rep 360 starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You know, I don't think we deserve this song this week, but we're going to listen to it anyway because, as I've said many times here on the show, it's hard to not be happy when you hear this song. It's an uplifting, feel-good kind of experience. East side, west side, everybody's coming down to meet the METS Mets, which unfortunately we spent a lot of time getting to meet these Mets uh, this week, and we'll talk a lot about that here in the next 40 minutes or so here on Mets Rep 360. As always, I'm uh, one of your hosts, Christian Black, on Twitter, at Christian Damsey. Please remember that the show is at EBTV Mets, if you want to follow the show on Twitter. Uh, Matt Ritter, Andrea Fasano, still on assignment, but they will be back next week. Uh, to my left, camera right, joining me for the first time here, we're trying to get the band back together. The one and only David Weiss, Salmon himself, at D. Weiss Comedy, Salmon from the Dennis Miller Show. Welcome to Mets Rap 360, Mr. Weiss. What's up, America? That's right. And of course, our, our recent, you know... Fourth co-host, guest host. Yes. I don't know what you are, but we love having you, Melissa Thank Weinstein. You. At yes. Melissa Weinstein. No. Thanks for being here. No? Oh, at Melissa Wine. Yeah, a briefs. Somebody had briefs, totes of briefs yes. or just regular totes briefs? Totes of briefs. Totes of briefs. Yes. Uh, by the way, your brother's in the chat and says, let's go Mets. Hi, Brian. Um, so if you're in the chat on YouTube as we're doing the show live on Sunday at uh, 5.30 Pacific, you will probably get a shout out. Brian Weinstein just got two shout-outs just now. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, let's start with the big Mets news. Jay Bruce! Which, you know, of all the options that they had, we talked a little bit last week, I wasn't really sure about who they might get. Uh, Jay Bruce, you know, the uh, argument against him was, well, they already have too many outfielders. Hey, guess what? That's not a problem when all your outfielders end up on the disabled list. Uh, I'll start ladies first. Melissa, your thought on the Jay Bruce acquisition? Um, same thought, that, or same thing you just said. I was really worried about it because, again, we're a National League team. We need to have someone who not only can hit but has a place in the field, and that was a really big concern. Um, but I'm happy to have him with his home run what, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling good that he's on the team, obviously. We need more than just one person who can come through for us. But he's doing well so far. I'm looking forward to see what he does. I for can't us think of the last time the Mets had a player who was leading the National League in RBI. Now, granted, Never. he hit almost all of them for the Reds, but still, he's on the team and well, he's leading the league in RBI. Oh, you got stats. Yeah. Look at so, all those stats. You got highlighted stats. Yeah, well, Highlighted is a loose term. It's I, my scented yellow magic I, marker. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I smell Wait. Mets desperation no, on that paper. What, yeah. what does it smell like? Um, I think it only smells when you're actually writing, but we oh, can try okay. later. Okay. Anyway, so, so yes, what do you Elias, have? Elias, Jay Bruce is the first player to be traded during a season while leading his league in RBIs, which was since, that fact is since RBI became an official stat in 1920. So, okay. ridiculous that a team would give him up, but I'm glad the Mets were the one to, do you remember, to get him. I mean, it was only a week ago, but, <laughs> what, no, seriously, I mean, the trade is so one-sided, what did the Mets give up? 
I mean, Dilson Herrera was a pretty big piece of that, and I know it's not current. I, I mean, for years they were saying he was going to be the second baseman of the future. However, he had been the second baseman of the future for a few weeks here and there, and I don't think they were that impressed. So they were more than happy to give him up. I mean, at one point, Nimmo, your friend, Brandon <sighs> Nimmo, was in the trade, and I knew you were really upset. I just want his and you were smile. like, you're like, I, I can't, uh, I can't even deal with this. Until I mean, we know for sure. And then you, like, all caps, the smile is staying. I was so excited. Let's be honest, though. August 2nd and August 3rd without Brandon, Brandon Nimmo for the hour that he was in Vegas was pretty traumatizing. Yeah. Did you, uh, were you able to get over that? The fact that there, he spent an hour in Vegas? Yes. By the way, I think that uh, uh, David slash Salmon will agree. You could do a lot of damage in Vegas with only one hour, right? Absolutely. You don't even have to leave the airport. It's true. <laughs> it's very Slop true. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, did you know, by the way, Melissa, this is a, a side bar. Do you know what Nimmo's um, Twitter handle is? You found Nimmo. That's right. We you love found you found Nimmo. There's some underscores in there. but yeah. Uh, yeah. It took me a while to figure out that one, but when I got it, I, was, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Keith uh, calls him Nemo. Like consistently on purpose? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Oh. You know, it's hard to <laughs> it's say. But anyway, uh, so uh, David slash Sal, when you heard that uh, the Mets had acquired Jay Bruce, making it two seasons in a row that they actually added someone who can hit to the team, uh, did you feel like this couldn't possibly be the Mets, or were you underwhelmed by the trade? I felt the trade was kind of a tie. Um, Cespedes immediately went on the DL. Yeah. Um, so it looked even better after look, that. Right. So they're, they replaced him with with Bruce, who really is not the hitter that Cespedes is, if you take a look at the numbers. And they don't have enough outfielders. They're down two or three pitchers. They've got a very tough schedule coming up through the end of the season. I would be very surprised to see them take a wild card spot. Right. I do think that that's kind of all they can hope for at this point is a wild card spot. Uh, Look, I feel like Jabers added a little bit more pop to the lineup, which clearly with all the injuries just didn't have it. The fact that, you know, we've talked in weeks past about how great James Loney has been and what an asset he's been. And it's true. I didn't like it when they first got him, but it's been great. And, uh, you know, to add somebody else, it's like, well, guys like James Loney and Jay Bruce, not anybody that we were thinking of earlier in the season. but but professional players. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Guys and, you know, guys who can field, you know, that's important. I mean, you know, granted we have five left fielders, but that's besides the point. Um, did you have a thought, Melissa, or were you just waving to your brother on the camera? <laughs> I was just saying the five left fielders thing. <laughs> it's a joke at this point. It is I a mean, joke. By the way, Granderson looked good in center field today. I know he's uh, 36. Technically a right fielder. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. No, I mean, well, let's put it this way. We don't have a center fielder. We still no. don't. You no. Know? And you know what? If we could, this is probably, someone's going to yell at me for saying this. We could probably take a center fielder out and just have a left and a right. Well, maybe in Ligaris's heyday. That's an extreme shift. That's a very extreme. I'm Where just, are you putting that player? I'm just really disappointed with the Mets right now. Uh, <laughs> as well you should be, which is a great time yeah. to have people check out uh, Mets Rap 360. And by the way, just to prove my point that if you say anything in the chat room, I'll give you a shout out. Uh, Cyril Moore feels like Cyril Moore needs to say, go Braves, 
Yeah, oh, just man. go. No, 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 go. Go far away. It's a terrible yeah. year for you. Go, go, don't they have go, a new stadium? Go to your go new there. stadium where there's a parking lot on the other side of a freeway and no bridge to connect it. But thank you for watching, really? Cyril. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's what I think of the Jay Bruce trade. Uh, John Neese, I think, is somebody who it would have been fine if he was with the team all year. No. What I think about the John Neese trade, it's definitely addition by subtraction. So long, Bastardo, who lived up to his name, by the way. Oh, my and gosh. Ouch. What? That's mean. What? His, it, did I name him? Bastardo? Well, you said it. Yeah. But I wonder what of, that actually means in Spanish. It actually means... it can't uh, mean what we think it means. No, it actually means, in Spanish means can't throw strikes. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I wonder Ow, where Nice is living if he's still living out of the hotel, because as I'm sure many people <clears throat> saw on Twitter, that when Nice and Walker were traded for one another in the offseason... Um, Jonathan Neese leased his apartment to Neil Walker. Neil Walker really? is and now oddly enough. In other words, leased. Yeah, and <laughs> oddly enough, uh, this is this is really just for sale. Oddly enough, though, he had to share the apartment with Kekich's wife. Oh, some, some Yankee wife swap. If you want to Google that, yeah. Uh, but let's go back to the seventies. <laughs> uh, here's the thing that I'll say about John Neese. I've had it with the uh, Logan Verrett experiment. He always pitches just bad enough to lose. You know, they'll say, oh, these, this guy pitches just well enough to win. Well, he doesn't. He always pitches just poorly enough to uh, give up one or two extra runs after, like, the I, fourth inning. I read on The Crawl uh, today or yesterday that they're considering bumping him from the rotation. Yeah, I saw that uh, as well. Yeah, and I think they should because... You know, uh, Zach can. Wheeler had an inning in Port St. Lucie. He might be back soon. But they can because you just switch him and John Neese. I'll take John Neese as a five-starter because I haven't seen him do it yet. Let's see what happens. Jeez. There's a couple of light opponents coming up, which we'll talk about in the week ahead. Let's see him at some point. But they're also, they are also positioning one of the AAA players uh, for a possible spot it is, start. It is very dicey because they have no options. Uh, yeah, Pitching, pitching-wise, they, 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 they must go with John Neese. They must bring up somebody yeah. from AAA who may not be ready. There are no other pitchers available. It's true. Uh, they they looked around. They kicked the tires on a few uh, a few uh, pitchers for the Braves. Cyril, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and by the way, um, my nemesis from the Tomorrow Show, Jared Gilkerson's in the chat room, uh, wants to make sure that he knows, uh, go Tribe! You guys are having a great year. Very unexpected. Good for you. Uh, maybe today? Cleveland is going to be title town this year. Oh, and wow. then he, uh, he has a great comment, though, Jared does. Maybe Strawberry will come back. I'll take oh, him goodness. at this point. He sure. looks like he could probably... Did you watch that 30 for 30? Uh, well, Daryl wasn't the problem. Daryl could come back before Doc. Doc, <laughs> it's very, we talked about it on here. It's very, it's very sad to watch Doc because you mm-hmm. always feel like anytime you see any interview with Doc... There could be sort of one of those fade to black and, you know, sort of this afterward mention about, unfortunately, that he's no longer with us. Because really? you, well, you just you look at Doc, you should see this 30 for 30. Okay. Um, because I mean, he looked like. I mean, no he's, he's alive and, you know, he, he's going day by day. But you know what he says that he can't even look at it day by day. It's like it's hour by hour. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I just got to go minute by minute wow. because he's in rough shape. Daryl, on the other hand, he found God, and it yeah. seems like he's embraced that. He lives that. in Missouri yeah, or something. Yeah, he's 
he seems to be doing well. Uh, and look, love both those guys, but it, it's sad to see Doc at this point. And look what you did, Gilkerson. You got me off on the 86 Mets, but that's all right. <laughs> I will always talk about the 86 Mets, especially over the 2016 Mets. Uh, we want to, before we look at the week we just had, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the best and worst Mets trades of our lifetimes. And uh, as uh, the, the member of the panel who has been the Mets fan the longest. I'll start with you, Sal. Uh, you have, of course... I, you know, that's not exactly a title I'm proud of. <laughs> As the oldest person on the, ta- the, the not panel. Not exactly another title All I'm right. proud of. But uh, you have what is definitely the quintessential worst the Mets se- trade. I'm the senior Mets Yeah, fan. senior Mets correspondent, yes. David Weiss. Oh. Worst Mets worst, trade. Well, the worst Mets trade is, of course, the Nolan Ryan to the Angels for Joe Foy and, and Jim Fergosi. Jim Fergosi was going to hit 300. Yeah. Wow. And it's crazy because they felt like they had, that uh, Nolan Ryan had reached, you know, kind of reached the ceiling. Kind of like the Dodgers with Pedro. They're like, ah, this is, we've gotten what we got. And Puig. <laughs> oh, goodness. Except Puig's still around. Yeah, but not for long. Well, he will be this year. But anyway, uh, that's probably the worst Mets trade. I mean, the Tom Seaver trade was not great, but they did get, I think, four prospects. I yeah, think none of them panned out, I'm really. counting that as the saddest trade. The the Seaver is the saddest trade? Yeah, yeah. because... Because that's I mean, all you had to root for at that point? Well, it was Seaver, who was already Seaver. You know, when they did Nolan Ryan, he wasn't established yet. I mean, yeah, you could say, well, he was a prospect, we didn't know, but, you know, it turned out to be the worst trade ever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard. Melissa. It's hard to top that, but uh, <laughs> Melissa, and we'll do we'll do best trades as a yeah. second round. But what do you have as a worst? Worst you trade ever. Well, uh, yeah, let's go with this one. Worst trade ever. Gary Apple for Gary Cohen. Oh, that's just that's just mean. You want to talk about mean? You're now in, you're for, in the broadcast booth. Yeah, honey. she's dealing with the broadcast booth. So Gary Cohen goes on vacation. He didn't get traded. And look, Gary Apple seems like a nice guy, but and I give him credit. Play-by-play play is so it's difficult. It's very hard. It's a completely I, different piece I, I did studio. it twice for Pepperdine college baseball games and thought it would be fun. And I had fun, but it was exhausting yeah. to just try and keep track of everything. And I know that's not that's nothing compared to a major league game, and that's the point. But Gary Apple seems like a nice enough guy. But what really killed me, and I texted you this, or I think I tweeted it at you, the fact that Keith Hernandez called him Gare. It hurts. His nickname for Gary Cohen. At first, I just thought he was saying Gare... And he was calling somebody Gary who wasn't Gary, which was funny to me. And then I realized it was Gary Apple. Now, that was very upsetting. But for people that didn't watch the Mets this week, they probably didn't notice. So do you have a player transaction that was the worst? Um, The worst one, I would say Angel Pagan to the Giants for Andres Torres and Ramon Ramirez. Because do you know who those guys are? I remember Andres Torres, sure. But that's uh, about... Yeah, Angel Pagan uh, continued to, when he was healthy, which was always a problem, continued to do really well. Um, yeah, I, I have, there's so many that I could think of, but in terms of semi-recent memory, uh, Scott, Scott Casimir for Victor Zambrano yes. will always kill me because one, allegedly, Alider didn't like Scott Casimir. <laughs> Two, Scott Peterson said, I can fix what's wrong with Victor Zambrano in 10 minutes. It's a very infamous thing that he said. And uh, that 10 minutes lasted two miserable, painful years. Um, <laughs> but it, the crazy thing was, Cyril, I was, in, uh, I was in Atlanta when that trade was pending. And they got, they got uh, oh, no, I forgot his name now. Oh, Chris Benson. 
and Victor Zimbrano, like at the same time, and you were hoping for either or, and you're like, oh my god, they got these two play, these two great pitchers, and I thought they were great, Chris Benson and Victor Zimbrano, they're definitely going to the playoffs, and we all remember the 2004 playoff Mets, right? No, of course we don't, <laughs> because they were terrible, but, uh, you know, they started uh, advertising, you know, buy, reserve your uh, playoff ticket strip, and well, it was a miserable time. And of course, look, there are worse in more recent memory. But um, I'll talk about a couple of what I see as, as best. There's one that's often forgotten about and may or may not pan out. It looked like it was going to pan out. But Carlos Beltran for Zach Wheeler. I still feel okay about that because Beltran was, uh, had a couple months left. He was going to be around for a couple months, and that was it. So the Giants gave up their best pitching prospect for a rental, and it didn't really help them. That was one of the years they didn't win the World Series. But uh, Matt, who's usually on the panel, he has a tie. Keith Hernandez, I will certainly give him that. Tied with Noah Syndergaard, which, easy to remember when you think about the Noah Syndergaard trade, it was it, it was reigning Cy Young winner R.A. Dickey, and that trade didn't just have Syndergaard, it also had Darno. Yeah. So... I feel considering the, Dickie's a great guy. I read his book. Seems like a really nice guy. Really glad that we haven't had him on the team the last few years. <laughs> so that's actually what I put down for what I felt at the time was the worst trade, but has become one of the best because obviously, you yeah, can't in really hindsight, yeah, yeah, no, at the moment you're like, wait, they traded the guy who won the Cy Young, exactly, mm-hmm. and also we got rid of. Uh, what Josh Tholey and Mike Nickius. We got rid of two catchers and got two catchers in return. We got John uh, John Buck, right? That was his name? Yeah, John Buck, yes. who like led the league for April of that yes, year. but yeah. at least we had him because then we didn't call Darno up until John Buck's wife had their baby. And, and then you Darno got to sit stuck. next to his grandfather at Petco Park. Yes, I did. <laughs> Actually, the next year I sat next to him again, too. Really? So you and Darno and Grandpa Darno are BFFs? Do you, yes, th- you think that was an accident, or he arranged that? <laughs> I really hope it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, by the way, Grandpa Darno, if you're watching, howdy. Um, yeah, uh, that uh, that was a good one. I, I, I have to say, like, you know, immediate memory, uh, Cespedes was obviously great. The Santana one was fantastic, giving up Carlos Gomez, great, no That's problem. what I think is the funniest part about that. What's that? Carlos Gomez. Trying to get him back last year? Yes. Yeah. Like, but considering that they gave him up for, you know, for a Cy Young winner who threw the only Mets no-hitter, it's okay. Uh, but I would say, hands down, the best, most impactful trade of my lifetime was Mike Piazza. There's hardly much, you know, hardly any argument against that. Do you have a best, Mr. Weiss, that comes to mind, or have we said all the good ones and you have more bad ones to think of? I'm thinking Cespedes is the best yeah. right now. I, um, you know, the immediate impact he had, the fact that they don't probably don't make the playoffs, much less the World Series, without that. Without him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Unfortunately, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think he's a little injury prone. Uh, yeah, which brings us to our next uh, topic. Cespedes on the DL. And, uh, you know, they swore up and down that uh, him playing golf during the day didn't aggravate his injury. But no, then Sandy admitted injured. the optics were bad and they've asked him to not play golf while he's injured so, anymore. let me pose a question. Sure. They're saying that the that the golfing didn't didn't really do anything, didn't hurt him even more. Right. But everyone's, you know, they see how it affects his baseball game. They see how his injury is hurting him. But how did it affect his golf game? <laughs> what was his score? How many how many bogeys? You know, Melissa only only Mark point. only Mark Kerrig would be able to get that answer. And I have to be honest, I didn't come up with that on my own. I woke up this morning to a text 
from my father saying, please discuss this tonight. It's a great yeah. point, though. You know, I, uh, I'd like to know how his golf game is doing right now. Yeah. But look, here's the thing. So he goes on the DL after they tried to kind of prevent having to put him on the DL, hoping that maybe he could DH. And it's not even a complaint about this decision to not DL Cespedes right away, although I do think they should have put him on the DL two weeks ago, and maybe he'd be back now. It seems like the majority of the season, there's at least one, usually two, sometimes three guys who aren't really available. They're not on the DL. They're just hoping that they can work through some. You know, put some of these guys on the DL once in a while. Bring people up. You, I know you brought everybody up there on the team anyway, but just... Use the DL, for God's sake. That's uh, what it's there for. It's what it's there for, and it's like, it hasn't really worked. A lot of teams are injury-prone and, and bitten by injuries. And look, they've made some good decisions, like signing Reyes for, you know, a bag of balls and a bat, you know. Uh, <laughs> Is he going to come back? I, I think he'll be back at some point because of the kind of injury. I don't They're think saying so. he might be back within the next week and a half. Yeah. I mean, talk about injury-prone. Yeah. Mean, well, there's a reason. This guy, this guy tweaks a calf. He's gone for six weeks. It's true, but I really want to drink that bottle of wine. Me so I, too. I, I I'm hope. sorry, you got to fill me in on this. Uh, there's a bottle of Cabareus, and this calls to fact. Cabernet. Fact, Cabareus. It's got his face on it. Oh, it's Cabareus. I Thank get you, it. smart guy. I get and it. And I don't have it with me because I knew we weren't going to drink it today. Reyes has been on the DL. This was not a week to drink in celebration, but maybe we should have lined up some shots, you know, just out of out of misery. So he's a he's a winemaker. Um, so this is a bottle of wine I bought in like 2008. It's probably terrible, or but at, I bought it when I was at in the New York. Met store on Fifth Avenue. No, it was it was at like Shoprite in Fishkill, New York. So did you, did you get a bobblehead? I wish for free, for free. If I did, it would be right here in front yeah. of me at the desk uh, for those watching on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, look, it, it's uh, the management of the DL. Probably has cost a couple of wins. There's a lot of reasons that the Mets have, lost, Mets have lost so many games this year. But I think having a healthy roster, you know, even if you have some of these other, you know, more of these fringe minor leaguers as your guys off the bench, at least you have a guy who can come up and pinch hit, maybe even pinch run, you know. And it's just they've been playing shorthanded for feels like most of the season. Yes. I mean, once Duda went down, I mean, Loney's been doing fantastic, but he does not have that kind of power. And to go down 25 home runs to, like, five, we can't replace that. Well, uh, Joan in the chat room uh, mentions a, a great name that has become available. He has been released by the Tribe. That's right, Jared. Go Tribe. Uh, they cut... Juan Uribe, who I feel like for just having him in his suits in the locker room before the game, you know, whether he even gets into a game or not, I think he could energize. We talked a lot about how Nimmo and his smile was really bringing something that was lacking to the clubhouse. Um, And having him as an occasional pinch hitter, I think, sure, why not? Because I think he's cleared waivers or he's about to. and. At this point, like, who who are you going to send down to make room for him? You the know? Nets did mention that he, that was a possibility. Yeah, well, they didn't want to discount him. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Ha- yeah. I'd love to have him back. So yeah, thank you, John, for reminding me. Because nowhere in my notes did I write that down, even though I thought of it a week ago. But I've been so angry at the Mets this last week, I forgot to use my head when I put my notes together. Speaking of the week that we just had, let's talk a little bit about it quickly. Um, so they went 2-2 uh, two and two against the Yankees. And uh, someone on this panel last week said she'd be okay if they only won one. So you must be great. You must be so happy that they won two, 
Right, Melissa? No, because they should have won game three. They There's, should have yeah. taken two, three, and four. Yeah. Game one, they weren't winning. Well, no, no, no. Game one was a game one was the game that uh, that Reed picked a bad time to cough up a lead, and Seth Lugo got set down because of Seth Lugo. of that. Uh, yeah, because there was that that crazy at bat by D.D. Gregorius of the Yankees, aka the not Derek Jeter of the Yankees, and you know somehow he had a Derek Jeter kind of at bat. And because of that, the Yankees won an extra innings. And that was a game that they could have won. But yes, the game you're talking about is a game they should have won. Yes, and going back to Monday, if you start the game off with throwing a guy out who's going for an inside-the-park homer, you should win. You should definitely win that game. That should be very deflating to the other team. Of course, to the Yankees, they should be already very deflated after they basically gave up the whole team. But they are going to have a great farm system, which we talked about, but... This isn't Yankees rap, so screw them. Um, so we'll just go ahead and turn the page on Monday because Tuesday, to me, was the only like really fun game of the whole week because Tanaka looked terrible, DeGrom was great, and the Mets won 7-1. to It was 7 to nothing till the ninth inning. So I was like, great, this is the kind of game we need, and we should have more of those. But unfortunately, the next two games against the Yankees weren't that way. Wednesday was the most frustrating game, and... This is when I'll let other people talk. But uh, Wednesday was infuriating. The Mets had so many opportunities to blow the game wide open before they even got their first out. And Matt just didn't have it. He gave everything back. He gave back a little more. He just looked awful. And I don't think it has anything to do with bone spurs in his arm or bone chips or banana chips or whatever's going on with him. I don't know. But at the same time, it's like, you got to get these guys out. Look at that Yankee lineup. How are you not getting those guys out? That was my uh, Chris Russo for everybody. But um, I I don't know. So, Melissa, I didn't even write the score down for that game because it hurt so much, although I think it was 9-5. to Um, Your thoughts on the Wednesday night game. Um, the mats occur in the Bronx. Yeah, I just came up with that. That was beautiful. Thank you, me. Beautiful. I'm very proud of that. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't remember much past the first inning. <laughs> well, the first five batters reached. Yes, for the bat- first time in five years. Uh, the last time it happened, the Mets won the game. But whatever, let's not talk about how the Mets used to be good. Um, I mean, especially not in 2001, because they weren't good. 11. That's what I mean. I had the last digit right. <laughs> they also weren't good in 2001. Correct. But 2011, they were not good, yeah. Um, and, I mean, the first five guys on with nobody out. Yeah. And they only scored two runs and, in the first. And then it's in the, ne- the next inning, the, the pitcher... The first two got the, on. The Yankee pitcher was bringing everybody on. Like, he was begging you to knock him out of the game. Like, he clearly wanted to take a shower, and you just I mean, didn't let him. And it was one last of Last in baseball with runners in scoring position, yes. Yes. Both... both. Both the Mets and Yankees numbers, are pretty terrible numbers at that. Numbers don't lie. They don't. So, that was just an awful game, and we're not going to talk anymore about it, because we had a good game on Thursday night. Uh, Jay Bruce, Bar- Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce. Oh, yeah, Bartolo Colon. Bartolo, Bartolo Colon. Big sexy. As a, big sexy, as a fly ball pitcher in New Yankee Stadium, you felt like, all right, this is a game that, you know, it's going to really depend on, you know, does he have his stuff? How many of his baby mamas is he worried about oh. in his head at the time? I mention it every week because I know it bothers you. Really but does. I knew it would make you laugh, too. Look, I love it. You know, as, as Matt said one week, we hope he has like six or seven secret families. Whatever helps him continue to pitch oh, beyond this how year. How do you keep them separated in the stands? <laughs> That's all you have to do. But, uh, you know, he pitched, he pitched great that night. And, uh, you know, Familia got his 38th save. There, there had been some hiccups last week, as we talked about. Uh, Homer from Kelly Johnson, bit of an unsung hero, 
when he's in the lineup, seems like he hits a home run. Uh, I think that's probably generalizing it a little bit. But uh, then Jay Bruce, who may have been my player of the week before last night, uh, did just what you brought him there to do, hit a home run, and it was a three-run home run. His first hit as a New York Met? First hit as a New York Met. I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, oh, this was a fun fact. The last Met to hit a home run in his first Met at bat. George Theodore. No. Okay. <laughs> Choo Choo Coleman. No. Okay. Jeremy Hefner. Jeremy Hefner. Wait oh, a minute. The yeah. pitcher? Sure. Wow. And they said that on the broadcast, but then I went in and I was trying to figure out his lifetime batting average. Jeremy uh, Hefner. Yes. Lifetime batting average. Two for 52. What was well, the other one? Was that? it also a home run? Can Which would be do, great. Can you do uh, the math not, on that? That would be great. I mean, I could, but not right now because it's too complicated. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can. No, 52 divided by 2 is 26. So that's all so, you needed to know. <laughs> wait, so he's No, that's like not right. 0.026? I don't know. Is that his average? It might be. But wait, Melissa's doing it. Melissa will do, do long division over there. She's doing and it with we'll, a pink highlight. All right. So anyway, that was a uh, somewhat satisfying split with a terrible Yankees team. Uh, there, there was that one game they just weren't going to win. But I felt like... They should have won three of those. But how many times here on the show do we talk about games the Mets should have won? Well, we're about to talk about a couple more. So Friday was a, a game that was way too close. Uh, they only lost by one run, 4-3. to three. Verlander looked great through five or six innings, and then it was like, oh, it was going to be very easy to score some runs off of him. But they just couldn't. And the problem isn't so much with the plays that the Mets made. It was... The first of two consecutive nights where Terry decided not to challenge a call because I guess he forgets that baseball has instant replay now. He's been in the game so long, maybe he doesn't remember that he has he doesn't have an actual challenge flag like in the NFL, and that might be the problem. What was the first one? I the first it was a it was a one. base run. It was a really close play at second that if they had challenged it would have gone the Mets way. And a Tigers runner who went on to score, and they only won by one. Uh, so that was frustrating. I don't know about the Saturday play at the plate. But here's, he, here's he my looked, thing. Right, he, he looked out. He looked out, but what's your I point? I don't care if he was out. I don't care oh, if no, he no. looked out. Here's my you used the challenge. You have a challenge. What are you, you saving it for? It was the, here's the thing. I don't care if he, he was safe. What if the guys in the booth in Chelsea said that the catcher was blocking the plate? It didn't right. look like he was, but again, as we discussed last I week, mean, it's up to the umpire's opinion. No, which is, is right. The you, umpires make the call. You don't hand. get to take that challenge home and save it for the next game. You might as well use it. All it means is that the Tigers have to stay out on the field a little bit longer. And are they going to get annoyed? Yes, but I don't care how They're they the feel. opposition. The get annoy point, them. You, know? you have challenges yeah. for this exact scenario. I mean, I'm really angry now, about this. Was it a brain fart or... Did he just go, meh? Well, there's the the other part of that play is if he didn't block the plate, Salty Milwaukee didn't block the plate, Jay Bruce didn't touch home plate. So, but no, you're it, not my player of the week, Jay Bruce. But was it because he was blocking the plate? Like, yeah. it drives Did me Did he try and get nuts. around him because he was like, blocking the plate? Terry Collins can have brain farts all he wants, but he's got guys in the dugout to make sure he does not have them publicly. That's true. And they have to cover for him on that. And That's I'm just, true. I'm no, you look, absolutely right. And Those that, are two potential wins. That, and if they lose, I'm sorry, Christian. No, no, but that play at the plate was the tying run. So, yeah, you may or may not have won, but you would have definitely continued playing beyond that. So it was, it was huge. And, again, the Mets seem to be really bad at building any kind of momentum because right. they had a – we talked last week. They had a couple of really bad blown saves especially that one game against the Cardinals where Cespedes hit the home run. You came back 
it was like a big rallying point. You could something you could look back on and be like, "Yep, that's when it all turned around." But no, no, because they're the Mets, they have to have the guy thrown out at home plate and not challenge. So yeah, that was probably just as painful as those, maybe even more so because of the way it ended at the play at the plate. That you know, if you if you get them to review it and they say no, no, the call stands, he's out, game's over. Hey, at least you tried. Right. And so it's like getting one more at bat, seeing right. if you could maybe get him home. So that was infuriating because those first two games against the Tigers, they could have very easily won both, but they certainly should have won one of them, and you can argue which one. So one game still counts. One game still counts, and fortunately. There was one good game uh, since Wednesday, or since Thursday, I guess. And that was today. DeGrom seems like the only guy who can pitch right now. So thanks, Jake. Keep letting your hair grow. Whatever it takes. It's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, uh, speaking of Atlanta earlier. I'm sorry, let me interrupt. Melissa has a drawing of Jacob DeGrom. In her book here. His hair looks beautiful there. You guys I, are awful. By the way, I like when Mr. Met wears the Jacob de Grom wig. I haven't seen that I've this year. I've never seen that. Oh, oh Google oh, for the I picture. Will. Yeah, it's, well, it's right there. I'll tweet it out. It's in your it's you in your dream. Awful. It's in her dream journal. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Last night Keith Hernandez called me Gare. It felt right. You're like, no, that doesn't feel right because only Gary Cohen is Gary. I'm sorry. That Gary would... Cohen is every He'll be back. He's probably gonna be back on Tuesday. He will be. No, he was like are you saying he was gone today? He was gone all weekend. He didn't want to go to Detroit. Don't blame him. That's right, Detroit oh, people. Maybe somebody, Tweet out ABTV. Maybe Mass somebody if you don't was graduating or something. I think. I'm I sure he had a legitimate reason. Uh, yeah. Maybe he just wanted a vacation. That's a legitimate reason. Because when you're considering how much time From Keith, Keith and Ron yeah. <laughs> Keith did say that he has every weekend series the rest of the year, and he was very upset about it. Oh, because Ronnie works for TBS. Exactly. So, yeah. so he was saying how upset he was. Last night and then today, I don't know if you guys were watching on TV, but it sounded like he was a little, a little yeah. tickle in his well, throat, a little he sick. He told the whole story yes. about how the air conditioner was on too high at his oh. hotel room on and Friday. When, when Gary Apple his... says, you know you can turn that off. Which was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the peninsula. So you see, that's why you should always watch the Mets broadcast of the, uh, of the games, because you get stories like that. But anyway, let's talk about the good game, which was the fact that DeGrom looked great. You know, he gets into the sixth. Conforto hits a home run. Uh, he hits a home run. And it gets a little rocky there in the seventh. There's some tough luck for him. He gets a no decision. But the important thing happens in the ninth inning. Neil Walker, two-run home run off K-Rod. And as Keith pointed out, K-Rod had looked terrible in this series. He got two, like, just dumb luck saves. That game last night with the play, he, the play he, should have been a blown save. He but looked all gangly and uncoordinated. I can't believe he's still a team's closer at this point, K-Rod, you uh-huh. know, because it's just been such an up and down. But I think in Detroit, they don't have any other options. No, except, so, except Detroit. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. It was a great win, and when we win on Sunday... It's a much better feeling to sit down and start this show. Um, because if we had lost, I was going to go through a whole thing about you know good teams versus bad teams versus terrible teams. Right now, the Mets are a bad team. They're not a terrible team. And this next week, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, will really be kind of the... We're basically at the make or break point. But Melissa, today's game, uh, we traded messages a little bit during it. Were you uh, on the edge of your seat the whole time? Or... No. Did you feel good until... Because it was nothing-nothing through, like, five innings or six innings. I mean, it's exciting watching Jacob deGrom pitch, especially when he's so dominant, but... And the hair was flowing. Of course, and that's always, you know, a sight to see. Um, But it's just... It's disappointing at this point. I mean, the Mets are playing 500 on the road this year. Yeah. 
and they're one game above 500 since the All-Star break. They're not going to make the playoffs playing 500 ball, hoping that the other teams have a collapse. Yeah. You've got to start scoring. And yeah. watching today's game, yeah, I was trying to pay attention, but most of it was just a lot of anger thro- flowing through me. And I don't like to get too angry. I you can get that. a little bit angry. I have that when I watch Naked and Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that's valid. You know, I kind of feel like that's that's not that different than watching Mets games a lot of the time. <laughs> because they're certainly afraid. And I'm naked. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. I'm glad you said it. I'm that's not coming okay. back. Uh, so I don't know what you watched uh, in terms of which games you saw this week. But, uh, Sal, your yes. thoughts on the Mets as a whole as we reach this point of the season. Before we look ahead to this next week in the last few minutes. Well, I, th- I think, as Melissa said, this is a crucial time. We're at August 8th. Mm-hmm. August 8th. August 7th, but that's what it'll I be said. tomorrow. August yeah. 7th. In Nova Scotia, it's already August yeah. 7th in, in Nova Scotia. And they've got, you know, a month and a half. Less than to, a third. Less than a third, as Melissa says, correcting me twice in one speech. I'm, She's I'm mad about the dream journal. She's dream mad about the journal. Dream, dream journal. Yeah. But they got to put the hammer down. Um, one, one guy has a hammer. His name's Thor. He better put it down. I don't think he has his hammer right now. All right, I then think, loan the hammer I to think, Jacob deGrom. I, I think there are chips in his elbow, and they're trying to get him through, and it's just not going to work. If he's a 500 pitcher the rest of the way, I think that's good. For I mean, for, for J- Syndergaard. For Syndergaard, yeah. yeah. And the same with Mats. I think he's going to decline as we go from now until the end of the season. And that just leaves DeGrom, and you can't do it with only one pitcher. Well, you know, they always say you should uh, play, you know, around 500 against good teams and beat up on the bad teams. Right. The Mets have not done that, but they're about to get an amazing opportunity to beat up on bad teams. The week ahead, they, they're at home, which is definitely their advantage. Three against the D-backs, three against the Padres. And the third game against the D-backs is a, is a 9 a.m. Pacific time start. Always great for those of us who sit at home and watch the Mets during the day. Not that we do that. No, not we us. talk about on the show not, how much we do. Not, <laughs> not us. that he does it. Not us. Uh, not me. And not Christian. Maybe Melissa. Maybe. Maybe, because she likes to stay home <laughs> and color. Look, she. <laughs> if there's a Mets coloring book, I would want one for not just for Felix, but one for myself. No, it's not a coloring book. Me. She's got yeah. all these. She's got. She's, she's got, got one pink highlighter. That's all she has. Oh, today. There's a blue one. There's purple. There's, there's a lot of colors. I in had that. to color code my notes to make sure that I could quickly identify them based on what we were talking about. I tell you, I said this before the show that uh, Melissa's attention to detail is fascinating. It is, and that's actually how we met. Was that yes. we talked yeah. about this a few weeks ago? That uh, Sal and I were at a game yes. at Dodger Stadium, and we wanted a friendly Mets fan to take our photo because a Dodger fan is going to steal and/or break our camera. So we <laughs> uh, we had we saw Melissa. She had on a Mets hat and/or shirt, and she, and she was keeping score. So we're like, we're going to talk to her. Yeah, and, best decision. And I know. Look, look where they got you. They got <laughs> you on the AfterBuzz TV. I love it. Mets yeah. Rap Three Sixty. What was that? Five years ago? Uh, four. Wasn't that a, I think it was 2012. Wasn't that at Petco? No, 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 no. no, no. no. That's later. Next year. We oh, knew her okay. at Petco. We, it was like we met. We messaged on Twitter and was like, hey, come hang out. And then you're like, I just met. I just met Travis Darno's grandpa. He gave me his phone number. Is Stop. that weird? 
<laughs> she didn't say that. Hey, little girl, want my digits? Oh, no. Careful. Anyway, so that's how we met. It was your attention to detail, your color-coded scorecard. <laughs> I would like you to show your scorecard to Keith Hernandez because... I would love to. ...of the fact that we know the detail with which he keeps score. Uh, anyway, so, back to the issue at hand. This week that's coming up, three against the D-backs, three against the Padres, and we'll look a little bit past that. Three more against the D-backs... In Arizona. So, like, through next Wednesday, that's nine games. You should technically win all of them, but let's say you win seven of nine. However you want to do that, and that's a Star Trek reference, by the I'm way. I wish, I wish Zach was here for my <laughs> seven of nine reference. You got that at least, right? Thank you, yeah. Stephen. But they should win seven of I'm nine say. games. Yes. Because last, I mean, I guess you got mad that I said you I You said you only wanted to win one game against the Yankees. They're going to go nine for nine. Nine, nine for nine. Series. I did your Russo impression. I know, but she's getting me worked up and she knows. That I'm so sorry. That's all right. Anyway, so they have a great opportunity. You know, after that, they're going to play the Giants and the Cardinals. But we'll talk about that next week. These games against the D-backs and Padres, they got nothing to play for. Mets barely have something to play for. If you have anything left to play for beyond next week, you got to play this week. And I don't care who you put in the lineup. As long as they're healthy and they want to be there, that's great. Anybody's old and tired, they can sit on the bench, right? It's very specific. They got to hustle. Yeah, and there are guys who hustle. There are. And we'll get to that with my unexpected player of the week. But Monday, tomorrow, it's mercifully an off day. So I can catch my breath. I need a bre- I need to take a breath, take a step back, take, take a, a little nap. break from the Mets. So I need that day. I love the off days. Um, I don't care if the Mets players need it. They might need it, but I need it more than they do because I'm the one who has to watch every game. They don't watch every game. They send the dugout. They chew sunflower seeds. They give each other hot foots and you know bubble gum on the hat and all that. <laughs> Kids today. So the first game that they have is a matchup. Steven Matz against Zach Greinke, who's coming off the DL. So the one thing about him coming off the DL is that he's had a lot of rest. But Zach Greinke has not looked great this year. And if there's a game that I feel like the pitching matchup is not in their favor, it's certainly that one. Because wait till you hear the others. Robbie Ray against Bartolo Colon and Zach Godley against Noah Syndergaard. You probably haven't heard of those guys. Are they real? Those are their real names, and they both have (laughs) ERAs over five. So you have to beat those guys. That's you should be, be able. Well, that's got to be two one. You should. They've got to win that series. You should be able to beat uh, to beat Granky as well. But Wait. you have to win those other two. There's Melissa, no. I have a numbers question: Is Paul Goldschmidt a Met killer or is it just a Dodger killer? I don't know. I can look it up for you after the game. Okay. I don't know off the top of my Thanks, head. Thanks, Melissa. You're welcome. What color are but you? But look, she's writing it in to... pink, and she wants to know. I don't want it in pink. I want it in green. I don't That's have she... green with me. You wait. You don't have. But the... if you're going to do it after the game, can't you go home and get green? Don't I'll you write it after the game? Can't you write it in D-backs purple? Yeah, when I get home, oh, I okay. have all the colors. All right. Well, Melissa will tweet it out to uh, all of us at Melissa Wine. She'll send it. Uh, I, look, I think that's what it comes down to. Is like that's how they have to do, it. and. I'm just going to assume that because they're the Mets, they're not going to be able to, you know, win all six of these games. They're going to somehow lose a game to the Padres. So yeah, be, they should win all those and, games. But It'll be like two and four. Do you think they're going to win two and lose four? Yeah. Okay. Well, nope. I think I think that they... Six, four, six. Six, four, six. That's, you, are, you are an optimist. Well, I have to be because last week I said I'd be happy if they won one, and now Christian's yelling at me, so... Why do you keep bringing it up? You know I'm going to yell again. It's the Yankees. There's a lot of other teams you can go one for 
one and three against, yeah. but not the Yankees. Anyway, especially that Yankee team. Um, oh, congratulations to A Rod. Glad to hear you're retiring. Anyway, um, <laughs> what? I, I don't. That really looked like the least voluntary, voluntary yeah. retirement well, well, they, in the history. They're going to make him earn the rest retirement. of his keep, though. It's like, oh, you don't oh, have they, to play anymore, but you have to be an instructor. Oh yeah, here's a broom. You're an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you knew something was up with A Rod when they did when Girardi didn't put him in the lineup against Cologne, who he has like a crazy career numbers, and he's like, eh, you know, that was a long time ago. Uh, Alex is a different player now. As in not a player yeah, at all. I know. He's like, yeah, he's not getting in this game. Okay, clearly he's not getting in any games. Uh, so that's what we have to look forward to next week. We also have something else to look forward to next week. Uh, both Matt and Andrea will be back next week. And uh, we've appreciated having uh, Melissa join us the last few weeks. We will have you back. Thank you. But, you know, I, I kind of want the here. family to sit down yes. to dinner together. No guests allowed next of week. Um, and, of course, we'll have Sal back if the Mets, uh, which either way, if the Mets turn it around and, go, and good, or if they burn and Crash and burn, smoldering ashes everywhere. Or, You'll enjoy that more. Or the number of complaints yeah. that you get. But by the way, Twitter. The, uh, the last time that I did a show with both Matt and Andrea, the three of us together, was five weeks ago. And you know how long ago that was? The Mets still had an optimistic look at the season. So that was a long time ago. Uh, so make sure you find us then. But I do want to end on Player of the Week in our final minutes here. And I'd like to go first... Mets player of the week, Ty Kelly. What? Ty Kelly, yes. He's the only guy on the team who exceeded expectations. Everybody was like, what is Ty Kelly doing in the lineup on Saturday? I don't know. What is he doing? Getting two hits and walking. Great. Good for you, kid. I hope to. Uh, I hope he didn't get sent down today, but he probably will. He'll probably get sent down soon. But I was very excited. Uh, Melissa, do you have a player of the week? I do. And don't say anything about Gary Apple. No. Okay. I'm mean. I'm not awful. Um... <laughs> Hands down. No, Awful's the one sitting between us. Thank you. <laughs> Hands Look down. penmanship. Jacob deGrom. He had two great starts. I mean, one win, one no decision, allowed one run, and went two for three at the plate. Every and was the run in today's game earned? It was. Okay. Um, and I looked, you know, I was trying to find, you know, a, a position player, maybe, for player of the week. But I really found, I found two who, who were great at the plate, but not in the field, and one who was great in the field and not at the plate. And it came down to Jacob DeGrom. Wait, so who were the other players, just real fast? Uh, Walker and Loney were great yep. at the plate, and Granderson was great in the field. Yeah. But Jacob DeGrom, he is now 5 for 34 this year at the plate. And you know what? It's just going to keep going. It's just going up. And I I think he was great yeah. this week. And if, if Jay Bruce could have, you know, tagged home plate, maybe he was going to be. I was really excited. I had a whole plan yesterday. I was thinking, you know, in that split second before he got called out, I, I knew what I was doing. I was like, oh, he's going to be the player of the week. We'll open with a Bruce Springsteen song. Maybe I'll yell Bruce. Like, No, it didn't happen. And then he made you think. He made me work for this. Uh, Sal, do you have a Mets player of the week? Actually, I have a Mets manager of the week, uh, Mr. Terry Collins, for his two bonehead calls. No, see, Player of the Week is supposed to be something that you're positive. highlighting this the positive. Is, this is my first time on the show. <laughs> I'll do anything I goddamn want. All right. Look, I can't disagree with that. So, All right. So he's the Mets manager yes. of the week. He's the Mets manager of the week. Uh, he blew two challenges, uh, one at second and the other at home plate. Could have been one victory out of there. I hope we don't lose a wild card spot by one victory. Oh, the Mets will either lose the, lose out on the wild card by 10 games or one. There'll be, be nowhere a, in between. You know what? I'd be okay with 10. Well, 10, you'll know it's coming. See, when I, it's, I always hate that. It's like, I'd rather lose by one. 
I completely disagree. I mean, after the seasons that they had in 2007 and 2008 where they could have gotten into the playoffs on the last day and then they didn't, uh, 1998 was the same way. It, it, it's a much worse feeling than when you know, oh, I don't really have to watch the last yeah. week of oh, Mets I, games as closely. Oh, I, I do, yeah. but I don't, you know, especially because of, of the show. But it's like you don't have to watch as closely. Uh, anyway, well, for all of us here at Mets Rap 360... We will indeed see you next week. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ABTVMets. For Melissa Weinstein, at Melissa Wine. For Salman, a.k.a. David Weiss, at D. Weiss Comedy. And I'm Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ. We will see you next time on Mets Rap 360. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.